The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. So I have a black armband on, Adam. I hear that. Yes, yeah. must be tough. It's uh, it's it's a sad day indeed. We found out uh, this week that Jurgen Klopp, my favorite hugging German, is leaving the club at the end of this season. Uh, leaving Liverpool, and I'm very upset. But mm-hmm. on the same, by the same token, um, we just finished uh, watching the Liverpool Chelsea match, and now I'm feeling a little better because it was not close, was it? No, and as you said, you might be feeling better. I don't feel particularly good right now. So, uh, if, so I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a little down in the dumps, then you'll know exactly why. Okay, well that means it's time for free kicks. And now, free kicks, free kicks with Illinois Youth Soccer Association's director of coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So, you know, good news, bad news. As I mentioned, uh, the the good news is quite good. A 4-1 to one victory for Liverpool over Chelsea, your team. Um, mm-hmm. The bad news, much worse, um, and that is that uh, the hugging German is gone or will be mm-hmm. gone at the end of the season. But doesn't it feel like since he made that announcement that Liverpool might be on their way to something special this year? Potentially, yes. I mean, it seems like uh, their injury-prone players have come back and started to uh, do very well. And then this emergence, and, and I really didn't know too much about him, to be honest. And really, today was a kind of a coming-out parade for him was Connor Bradley. What a fantastic that. performance. I mean, that guy took, like, looked like he was the best player on the field, to be honest. So, yeah, crazy. Um Maybe this is going to motivate Liverpool to uh, something they've never done before. Which is? Win three trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a shot at it. They don't have a shot at four because they're not Correct. in the uh, Champions League. But uh, mm-hmm. these two, these same two teams are going to match up for the Carabao Cup in a few weeks. Yeah, what, that's right. What day is that going to be? That is going to be on February the twenty fifth. Right, that's a Sunday, and that's going to. They just released the uh, game time, and it's going to be a nine a.m. kickoff. Um, so should be good, and I'm guessing that will be on ESPN Plus. So right. everybody will be able to watch it then. So it should be a good one. But hopefully uh, Chelsea will have a better showing because today they did not show up. No, they did not, and their defense was pathetic. Yeah, and, and you know they never really were in. You know they weren't. They were not showing any danger at all. Uh, mm-hmm. From what I saw, they did get a goal, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know I don't know what's a bigger story here the the story of Liverpool's resurgence or or what's going on at Chelsea. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to go with the resurgence of Liverpool. I mean, I think this was just a game where. Liverpool were just extremely motivated to win. You could just, you could just, you could see that for sure. I mean, whether or not Chelsea were just kind of struggling because of the atmosphere, and they seemed a little lackluster, weren't ready to play. That's for sure. Um, but I, I think you flip this around, 
we put it into a cup final. It could be a different showing. And where will that cup final take place? That's going to be at Wembley. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So at least there will be no home field advantage. It is always hard. No. Let's let's be honest. It's always hard to go uh, to Liverpool and win there at Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's really no shame in that. As no, no, no. And, and definitely you could see that. I mean, the lineups, I thought, I mean, Liverpool are still missing arguably their best player, right, um, yep. in Salah. So, um, but then you, like you said, we talked about some the emergence of some younger players who came in. So that was great for them. Um, and Jota looks fantastic. Nunes is looking better, even though he missed the penalty kick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Diaz, I mean, that front three could be a new front three for, yeah. you know, when you're looking at it from the future. So that could be really, really good. Um, but like I said, I think with the Chelsea lineup, they just kind of showed in, you know, in, in little bits and pieces. They had some moments, but not enough in terms of extended periods of time. Yeah, you mentioned Nunez. He hit the post twice and the crossbar once. Um, and and he just, you know, he's one of those guys that if he ever puts it together, look out. Definitely. And, that, yeah, that penalty kick he hit the post, he hit that so hard. That ball, that <laughs> ball bounced like he almost hit the halfway line. I've never seen a ball that hit that hard on a penalty kick. That would have broke the net. But yeah, it was it was a great showing for Liverpool today. And you know he's still young. I you know he he seems like he's been around forever, but he's he's still in his mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Nunez could get better. But anyway, let's talk about Jurgen Klopp because um, this is his ninth season with Liverpool. That's a long mm-hmm. time in the Premier mm-hmm. League. In fact, that's a it's a lifetime in in the Premier League for one team have one coach like that. For sure. And what has he not accomplished? You know, he's done it all. He's won he's won all the trophies. He's he's brought that club back to prominence. He's done it all. The reason one of the reasons that I follow Liverpool, one of the reasons that mm-hmm. uh, I'm a huge fan is because of him. The other mm-hmm. reason is because of uh my love of the Beatles and they're from Liverpool. Yeah. And yep. I found something. I, I, I've been hearing them sing this. I finally found it online. This is the combination mm-hmm. of the two things. You ready? This is Jurgen okay. Klopp and the Beatles together. This is the song that they sing, that the crowd sings for Jurgen Klopp uh, at, uh, at Anfield. I'll play a little mm-hmm. clip of it for you. Here it goes. That's it. That's great. That's great. So they're in, they're in love with Jurgen. Is that the change? I couldn't quite catch that. So yeah. Yes, I'm so glad that Jurgen is a red. Oh, nice. He nice. win the Premier League. He'd he said, uh, and he did. He won it a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, and hopefully uh, the crowd uh, gathers around and the the players rally behind him. Uh, I saw an interview with him. He said that uh, you know he just 
couldn't continue at this level uh, yeah. to give it all he had all the time. And I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I've, I've been wondering about it for a while, how he maintains it. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's a definitely a real thing. We don't understand all of the pressures that these managers are going through. That's for sure. And, um, you know, I think he's, he needs a break and, People, uh, I've heard people say this before, and this was a good, good point. Guardiola did the same thing at Barcelona for a year, and then came back and went to Bayern Munich. So maybe this year we'll just regurgitate, you know, give him a little bit more uh, energy to come back and manage Chelsea one day. Well, he said he'd never coach again in the Premier League for any other team. But wow. you know, people have said that before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Jose Mourinho said the same thing. I'll never. He said, <laughs> somebody asked him. I remember this. They asked him when he was the manager of Tottenham. He said, "Didn't they tell you he was never going to manage another team in London?" He said, "Well, that was before they sacked me." <laughs> yeah, right. That changes everything, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But now the other nice thing is, I don't know if you saw this. So you, I'm, I'm sure you were going to enjoy this. Is that they did announce today that they're going to have a documentary series on the last six weeks of Jurgen Klopp. So they're going to have oh a camera in the, in the locker room just following him around. That thing's going to be one of the most watched things ever. That's for sure. Somebody sent me uh, a video a few weeks ago of Klopp um, showing a, a young disabled kid around. Did you see this? Mm. No, I didn't. Um, you know, the kid came to... Liverpool. He was a huge fan. Um, mm-hmm. He, you know, he's on the spectrum. Has you know something not quite right. Um, and they showed him in the crowd, and he was crying because it, it was such a special mm-hmm. moment for him. And Jurgen Klopp uh, got in touch with his family and mm-hmm. had him come and do like a, a backstage uh, interview. And they, mm-hmm. they showed him around. They took him up, you know, in the uh, in the locker room. They they had him meet all the stars, and it was just a beautiful thing. Wow, wow! Yeah, it um, tells you everything about the man, doesn't it? Really, it does. So I have uh, written a couple of uh, poems for him. Um, you know, they've they've got a song for him, right? So the least I can do. This is this is you know, Liverpool has got a very Irish. Uh, uh, heritage. A lot of mm-hmm. Irish people uh, live in Liverpool or have yep. some sort of Irish heritage. So I have decided to write limericks for your okay. club. Alrighty. <clears throat> there once was a man named Klopp hired to move his team up with a great halftime sermon and a hug from the German. They won each and every cup. <laughs> All right. And one more. The fans certainly had doubt. The new coach, his umlaut, players on loan and homegrown, big stars and unknown, won year after year for that crowd. And that is my, those are my, <laughs> those, That's are my good. <laughs> those are my limericks uh, for my favorite coach of all time. And I'm, I'm very, very sad. I'm hoping that he becomes the coach of the German national team because they can use him. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to happen. You think when so? we're not sure, but yeah, I think it will happen. So this is one of those weird weeks where the uh, the Premier League games are all in midweek mm-hmm. because of the FA Cup. So that's kind of why yeah. we're taping this at a later date than we usually do. Um, yeah. 
So I think we're going to leave the Premier League stuff other than what we just talked about for next week. And why don't we talk about the FA Cup first? Because yep. th- those games happened over the past weekend. Um, we had some obvious wins, Manchester City, um, some bummer losses. I was rooting for Wrexham, but they lost mm-hmm. to Blackburn. I was rooting for Newport County. They lost to Manchester United. But tell me about Maidstone United. Unbelievable story. What do you think about that? Huh? They to knocked off the Ipswich, team. right? Yeah. Yeah, they were second in the uh, championship. They're up there, and uh, they've knocked them off. So they're in the sixth tier, so basically... They're they not even a professional one, team, really. Correct, yeah. Semi-professional. So they are competing in that sixth, the, the National League South, which is the sixth level of the English Football League system. Um, they were a member of the Football League, so they have been in the league, uh, but they've obviously gone down, and they're now trying to work their ba- their way back up. But based in Kent, and uh, they're just this is just an amazing story. So they've now going through the process of trying to improve themselves to see if they got themselves a nice draw, and they do have a nice little draw because they are going to be playing Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry City. So probably a potential another upset. Yeah, you know they didn't they didn't get one of the big guns. So who knows? The sixth round is the quarterfinals. Yeah, so right. Anything exactly. could happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, anything could happen. So this is the fifth round. So it's crazy how far they've gone. I think if I remember, this is the furthest that a six-tier program has ever gone before. So it's amazing. Well, uh, there's there's who's everyone's going to be rooting for, right? The whole... Yeah. Now, does it happen in England that uh, there's a – underdog like this and everyone roots for them or is your club affiliation so strong that you never root for anybody but your own team yeah I, it's hard to say i think if your your club's still in it obviously you're not rooting for them but i would definitely say with this type of a situation it's kind of such a um situation where there's such an underdog i think you're going to see you know your liverpools and your man united fans or whoever may be who are may not directly involved with them, they're going to be supporting Maidstone United, no question. Uh, so they're hoping that they get through. So it's pronounced Maidstone. Yes, Maidstone United. Maidstone, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing in the FA Cup, and by the way, I can hear you are a little down. You're a little down, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I'm just yeah. going shocked by that result. Yeah. I thought we were doing all right. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Not good. And and I have been gone last week, so I, I like you, I've been doing a lot of screaming because I was a, an ODP event, so I was doing a lot of coaching. Not that I'm screaming at the players. It's all positive, but yeah. I was speaking a lot. Encouraging. Sure. Mm-hmm. You were you Encouraging. Were, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all right. Let's talk about the other FA Cup games because – um, I don't remember quite this many replays all happening uh, at one mm. time. Five games are going to have to be replayed, yes. including Chelsea versus Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know our our one Villa fan that uh, listens to the show uh, th- mm-hmm. is is kind of gloating a little bit. But uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think uh, Chelsea can come back? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. After this game, you don't know where the spirits are. Um, you're hoping that they can come back and uh, do okay. But again, 
you know, they were at home. Chelsea was home, so they've got to go to Villa and win. Right. Uh, I think with all of these FA Cups now, they will have a final result of some type. So when the game is drawn, if it's still tied at the end of regulation, they'll have penalty kicks. I think they do extra time. I have to double check on that, but they will get a result either way in that replay. Uh, but you're right. I mean, so the, the, a good example is Chelsea or Aston Villa will play the winner of Leeds United or Plymouth Argyle. So that's a, you have no idea because of all the replays. Yeah, exactly. So seeing the draw, it doesn't really help you that much at this point for no. for the next yeah. round. Uh, but, you know, I was listening to the, listening to Graham Lasso today because he, mm. he was a, a Chelsea legend himself, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the first, you know, I'd say five or ten minutes, he was so clearly – so clearly rooting for Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, he called that a penalty. You know, the early there was a, a Connor Gallagher got tripped up a little bit. Called it a penalty. Clearly was clear, not. clear Cle- penalty. Clearly yeah. was not a penalty. <laughs> um, but you, by the end of the game, he sounded like you sound right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think it's just it's it's a little bit more of a shock. You know, I think that's the biggest thing because. You don't expect to get blown away. Again, going back to the game, statistically, it was ridiculous. 28 shots to like four. I yeah. mean, it's just, I mean, even from a play, from a from a possession standpoint, but no chances. And I think that was the biggest thing. And it looked like uh, every ball, uh, Liverpool wanted it more than than Chelsea did. I, I mean, yeah. the announcers were even saying that. Like, look, you know, yeah. whenever two two players came for the ball, the red player ended up with the ball somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, they were exactly. more motivated. They wanted it more. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to – whether or not Chelsea can rebound, obviously we've got the league games this week. Yeah. Then we get into the, the replay. So hopefully they can figure things out by then. Um They've got some work to do on the training ground, and we'll see what Poch is made of. It was frustrating because they they were on a bit of a run too. You know, Chelsea yeah. were starting to surge a little bit. Maybe this is just a little bit of a, an upset for them. But the biggest thing is, they've still got a chance to win a cup against Liverpool. So that's the important thing. They do, and they're still in the FA Cup too. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's right. And they have had a couple of stinkers like this this year and bounced back. Exactly. So. If you're a Chelsea fan, uh, there's hope. There is hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So next week we'll go deeper into uh, what's happening with the Premier League. But uh, yeah, uh, let's let's mention that Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Yeah, Illinois Youth Soccer has been providing soccer for the Illinois' largest youth sports organization with approximately 95,000 players. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit corporation, official state association, and charter member of U.S. Soccer Federation, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and the U.S. Soccer Federation referee, referee programs. For more information, and to go to our brand new website, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. I checked it out, by the way. Much nicer. Good, isn't it? Much nicer yeah. than the old one. There you go. Uh, so, any stories from your uh, from your ODP coaching, or is this? Uh... Yeah, no, it was good. We, so, yeah, we was in Orlando. So we, uh, so weather was fa- by the way, weather was fantastic. You know, um, I, I was in and, Richmond, and it was seventy degrees. It was like yeah. a, a breath of fresh air. 
was really nice and games were good, competitive. But really the highlight outside of the ODP for me, and you, you'll, you'll appreciate this. So a friend of mine is working with Orlando City and he said, come on down. Can we take a little look around at the academy and everything? And he also said, we've got a team in town training at our facility. So I said, great. Flamenco from Brazil oh, was wow. there training. So I got to see one of my favorite former Chelsea players, Arsenal players, and goodness knows however many teams he's played for, PSG twice. David Luiz was out there oh, uh, playing. Wow. The, yeah, so it was quite cool to watch them train, kind of see it. The atmosphere for the training session was absolutely fantastic. The Brazilians know how to put on a party, even for a training session. Probably 3,000 people there watching the, the training session. So had a really good time watching that, enjoying it getting to see a little bit about uh, Orlando City. So that was that was nice. And uh, yeah, and, and certainly enjoyed the weather. It was great. It does feel like the, uh, the uh, Major League Soccer academies are starting to get their act together a little bit, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. You're definitely seeing that. I think all of those MLS academies are starting to develop players. Uh, certainly they were watching a lot of games that were going on in in Orlando where we were playing. So giving them the opportunity to, to look at younger players. Currently right now, players are typically signing for MLS academies at 12 and 13. Now, you remember when we, we went to Chelsea, yeah. it's a little bit different. They're, they're signing them at eight or nine. More so, like six. So isn't it like six <laughs> when, when they start looking at them? They look at them at a very young age and they yeah. sign contracts at nine. Yeah. So, but that's not to say, I think the way we're going. And again, they've been doing it for a hundred years. US is a little bit younger in that respect. We've only been doing it for less than 30. Um, but it's, it's moving in a really positive direction in terms of the development of the players as they are given the opportunities to be part of an academy. And now, given the opportunity to play for your professional teams like the Chicago Fire or Orlando City, whatever it may be. And is it done regionally like it is in Europe? Like when we were in England, they told us that, uh, you know, you, they're only allowed to recruit within the, a certain region. Like each each uh, club uh, owns the rights to that region. Is it that way with the yeah. MLS? To a certain point, there is some areas where you can kind of explore because there is a, a protection of certain amount of players. So there's there's some some somewhat complicated rules, but they are they do have the ability to go outside of their region occasionally. But uh, but then again, you know, when you look at some of the regions that we have, do you really need to? You know, when you look at some of the areas we have, certainly Chicago. New York City, Los Angeles, there's enough players there to keep you pretty happy, I would think. It's right. probably those in those smaller markets where they may have the ability to go out of region. But, um, but yeah, lots of, lots of opportunities for players, whether it be within programs like ours, the Olympic Development Program, being able to be then seen, to then be able to move forward or to continue to develop in our programs, whatever it may be. That's the nice thing about the setup that we have is there's opportunities for all, not just for the, the top players. Right. You you have that Beatles song going through your head right now, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I looked it up when, when we were when we were watching it. I was watching the video a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Brought me back. All right. It's time for your favorite part of the show. Time now right. to guess the Premier League star. 
And as I mentioned, my uh, my son is picking the the Premier yeah, League stars great. now. So I don't know if that's good for you or bad for you. Last week it wasn't good for you, um, but we'll see. Um, this week's Premier League star is 26 mm. years old. Okay. And uh, as a younger player, he played for a club called Slough Town. Ooh. Now, that's that's your area there, isn't it? It's my hometown. Yeah. So. Did he know that? Did he know that, by the way? Did, did I know that? No. Did, his, did your son know that? No, he did not. Really? Yeah. I know that because I'm watching yeah, Slow Horses and, you know, the, it's mentioned every <laughs> yeah. week. Um, so his current Premier League team is uh, his first Premier League team. Yep. And they are not currently in the relegation zone. Okay. All right. He wears number 11. Number 11. And he's a forward. He's a good English lad. He was born mm-hmm. in England, yet mm-hmm. he has four middle names, and they are Enoluwapo, Oluwafurani, Oluwatami, Oluwalalamo. Oh, I'm sorry, five of them, and Ayu Emakulaline. Those are his middle names. Wow. So you might be guessing that he... Uh, at least uh, culturally, comes from somewhere else. Yes, yes. The 26, the age of 26 is, is really thrown me away. Yeah. I originally, I, yeah, and and I'm pretty good with the with players at Slough Town, and I'm like, who the heck is that? Well, his team is currently, they currently have twice as many points as you predicted they would have. Oh, gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Who would have predicted that score when they played Brighton the other day, by the way? Exactly. Nobody would have predicted that. Yes, absolutely. In fact, Um, he he got a hat trick in that game. Yeah, he did. He did. He had a good game. There's no question. Now, if I – yeah, like he didn't play much for Slough, so that's probably why I don't remember him too, too much, but – and I'm going to hopefully say this correctly. His name is Elijah Adebayo. That is correct. Now do the middle names. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Not even close. That's crazy, all those names, isn't it? You it's know what's 26. crazy is that there's yeah. a shot that Luton Town, which is a team he plays for, um, will not be relegated this year. There's a chance. I wouldn't say there's a chance. I think it's a strong possibility. I mean, I'm looking at the league table, and it's crazy how well they're doing. It's amazing. I mean, they are in really good shape in terms of what they're doing. I mean, like I said, who would have predicted to beat Brighton 4-0? That makes no sense. I know. And they are uh, – and, and the points that we talked about – uh, possibly being deducted from some of the other clubs uh, like Nottingham yeah, Forest. Yeah. Um, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, right. So those teams could mo- move below them too. Um, yeah, exactly. That, and they've got the game in hand. So right now, their game in hand, because they also play this week, but they would actually move ahead of Brent. They could be in 15th spot. 
I know. Which uh, I got to admit, you know, we both picked them to uh, to not stay up. Um, you picked them to have less than ten points for the whole season. Um, and I don't, you know, there's no shame in that pick because I don't think anybody anybody thought they would do anything. This is a, you know, a small time club compared to some of the teams that they're playing against. Yeah, capacity of eleven thousand at their stadium. So that's more, that's more people that. Uh, go to Newcastle or around the stadium at Newcastle on game day that can't get in. That gives you an idea of how many people it holds. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm shocked that they're doing so well, but su- pleasantly surprised for them that they are doing so well. The, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we get to your TV tip is um, today is the, the final day of the transfer window being open. Um, it's the 31st of January as we record this and the news that just came over the wire is that Gio Reyna has mm. been signed by Nottingham Forest. Yeah, big win, big one for them. Exactly. Now he's on loan till the end of the season. Right. Uh, I don't believe there is a option to buy with that loan. But um the great thing is it's going to give him an opportunity to play. So if you're signing him up, I would expect him to get some serious playing time. Which he was not getting in Dortmund for some reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For whatever reason. And and interesting, uh, Ian Madsen, who was with Chelsea, he just went over to Dortmund on loan. So, um, you know, again, depending on what their needs are, what they're looking for, you've got some different players. And Jane Sancho went back to Dortmund as well on loan. Uh, I know him and Gio Reyna are pretty good buddies as well. But, yeah, so a lot of on loan type of situations I think part of that is the as we mentioned before that financial fair play a lot of people spend too much money yeah and, um, and, and they're they, worried they could, about spending more exactly so I don't think you're going to see anything major really you know Timo Werner and uh, Jaden Sancho are probably the big ones kind of people moving over um, and Eric Dyer went over to your German club, uh, Bayern Munich, and he's doing a good German impression in terms of his accent, too. He's already picked up a German accent. He's only been there two weeks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you've got to listen to his interviews. Quite funny. All right. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. That's pretty funny. All right. It's time for uh, my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Uh, nothing on the schedule that will top what we just saw, um, but uh, – what what can we uh, what can we see this weekend? Yeah, so we've still got a few week games left to finish off for this week. So we'd have, by the time this goes out, we'd have seen West Ham and Bournemouth Wolves and Man United goes out, and then we've got a full uh, full amount of games this weekend. So we're going to get back on track. But I think there's only one game to watch: Sunday, February the fourth, Arsenal at home against Liverpool. Yeah. Should be a fantastic, fantastic match. So it's on Peacock, so people are going to need to uh, make sure they have it. 10.30 kickoff should be a really good game. And a must win for Arsenal. Yeah, I think so. Just to kind of keep them in 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 close by to where Liverpool and Man City, you know, those two teams seem to be kind of moving up, moving forward a little bit. I mean, Liverpool's now five points up. Uh, of both Arsenal and Man City. Now, Man City does have a game in hand, but uh, it's really, it could turn into a two-horse race if uh, Arsenal don't get a result here. 
Okay. And we'll be talking about that two horse race potentially next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. Uh, go to greenwhitesoccer.org to find out more information. We have teams for every age, uh, all the way through over 50. Um, we have people to thank. We need to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasano with uh, opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. We have to thank uh, Ed Silla, who distributes the program. Uh, he's with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And then, you know, we're going to do this again. You want to you come back again next week? I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> after today's result. <laughs> Do I want to? Do I want to put myself up for more misery? <laughs> All right, maybe we'll do one more. We'll uh, do one more, and then we'll see how I feel. Okay, we'll do one more next <laughs> week. Another episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?